Miracy. There's a journey of transformation that happens. And when I can map that out and pinpoint milestones and experiences and action items that have to have to hit those milestones, now I can really keep in check what should be included and what should not be included so I'm not overwhelming my students. Welcome to Course Lab, the show that teaches course creators like you how to make better online courses. I'm Danny Eney, the founder and CEO of Miracy, and I'm here with my co-host, Abe Crystal, the co-founder of Rizuku. That's me. In each episode of Course Lab, we showcase a course and course creator who is doing something really interesting with their course. Today, we're going to bring on a coach and course builder who is very near and dear to our hearts. We're all good friends. She's one of the ultimate coaches coaches out there and a host of our sister podcast, Just Between Coaches. A big warm welcome to Melinda Cohen, the CEO of Coaches Console. Hey, everybody. I'm so excited to be here, Danny and Abe. So this interview is a little weird in that, I mean, the three of us talk like multiple times every week. So it's not like, tell me about your business. I don't know anything about, but for the benefit of our listeners, tell us who you are and what you do and how you came to be doing it. And what was the path that eventually brought you to, I want to create an online course. I have been working and supporting coaches and other service-based entrepreneurs and helping them launch their business. A lot of times coaches are great at being coaches, but they may not be so great at running a business. And so that's where I come in and I teach them the strategies and best practices. We've got our software, the coaches console that helps them organize the back end of their business so they can feel confident in the back end so they can be confident as the coach and making an impact and just really doing the work that they love and been doing that. We celebrated 17 years this year, which was pretty cool. And it feels like just yesterday. And I can't remember a time when we weren't supporting coaches and it's just an honor to support them. And, you know, the way I got started in this, it actually kind of found me. I was a coach, very happy with my coaching business. And I, when I launched my coaching business, it started out as a hobby. I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. I did not like that idea at all. I just, I liked the safety of a paycheck. Long story short, I got fired and I did not want anybody to be in control of my future like that. And so I took my hobby and turned it into a coaching business. Had a lot of success fast, but realized other coaches weren't as comfortable in the business side of things. And that's when I started helping them. And after almost 10 years of doing that, it's like, wait, we're here to help more coaches. The more coaches can have more clients, the more impact we can make and the ripple effect is bigger. And so that's when I was like, we have got to stop this one-on-one. We've got to go to one to many. And that's when we started putting together our online course. Awesome. And that was quite a long time ago. And you've had a number of online courses and different versions and incarnations over the years. And the present cutting edge modern incarnation of that is your coaching business system. Tell us about that. Yeah, it's kind of a culmination of all the research because you're right, we've been doing it for a while. We've had our online course. Officially, we launched it seven, eight years ago, but we had about two years where we were doing pilots and beta groups just to make sure it could generate results and it was supporting the coaches the way we wanted. So almost 10 years, we've had an online course and the coaching business system is the culmination of all of our research from all those years and even researching the industry and what coaches need behind the scenes so they can 
not be overwhelmed in their business, but they can feel confident in going out and talking about what they do and putting themselves out there and growing their list and converting clients and supporting them to get results, getting paid by them, all that fun stuff. And so it's the seven success systems every business needs to have in one place. That sounds very comprehensive. And comprehensive courses can be challenging for people to create and deliver because there's just such a broad scope. There's a lot that can go wrong. There are a lot of different areas where people can get confused or distracted or go down rabbit holes. How have you tackled that challenge of scope? And what made you decide that, no, 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 all of this needs to be here. We can't leave anything out. Yeah, that is a good question because a lot of times as course creators, our enthusiasm, I know my enthusiasm wanted me to put everything in. It's like, here's everything you need. And it was like the fire hose approach because I didn't want anybody to be left behind. And then I realized that just creates more overwhelm. But when I create my course from the student's experience, and I can outline that, I call it the journey of transformation. When I meet them, they're facing all these challenges and frustrations with their business. When they go through my content, my material, my experiences, and they get results, there's a journey of transformation that happens. And when I can map that out and pinpoint milestones and experiences and action items that have to have to hit those milestones, now I can really keep in check what should be included and what should not be included so I'm not overwhelming my students. Beautiful. So talk us through, you know, let's pretend I'm your ideal target student. I discover your course, which I believe you only open up for enrollment once or twice a year. So I discover it at the right time and I get excited. I pull the trigger. I sign up. Broad strokes, ballpark. What do I pay? And then what is the journey like? You know, what do I experience first and second and third? And what are the different components of that experience that you've lined up for me? Yeah. So the the coaching business system, it's $14.95. And when you start out on $1,495, yes, Uh, not $14.95. Absolutely not. Because that would be a bargain. That would not even be a bargain. That would be insane. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, $14.95, $1,495. And when you sign up with us, what we know is there are certain things from the student experience that we need to make sure are in place. We kind of roll out the red carpet so that we're onboarding and preparing the students to set them up for success. So the first thing that we talk about is isolation is the number one enemy to success. And so we make sure that they get connected with their dedicated coach and the community of colleagues and confidants that they're going to be going on this journey with. Because those are two, I don't even want to call them secret weapons, like required elements in any program that somebody's going through to make sure they get results. So we make sure they're connected and not staying isolated. And then the other thing that we have to make sure happens is that they can get out of their own way because it doesn't matter how much content you give somebody. It matters how much they consume and how much they implement. Cool. So I want to dig into a few of the elements of that. So, you know, you mentioned community and you mentioned one-on-one coaching, both of which I'm a strong proponent of. I think they're super important. And they're very challenging to implement in a way that works well and that is cost effective. So how have you structured that to make it work in terms of the math? And to the extent that you're comfortable sharing some of the unit economics, because the math of of what goes on behind the scenes with online courses is often a black box. We often we try to uncover for our listeners 
Yeah, so it's, uh, you're right, it's not an easy thing to implement. And for quite a while, when we first started offering our course, you know, myself and Kate, we were the coaches. We're like, okay, if the two of us can do that for everybody, then, you know, we can provide great value. They have access to us. We can keep our costs down and that kind of thing. And we quickly outgrew that because it's, we have so many, I mean, you know, we'll enroll several hundred people at once into each of our programs. And we have built out a team of coaches. And for us so far on the journey, our coaches are made up of people who have gone through our program. They are our ideal clients. They were in their shoes. They understand the challenges that they face. They've gone through the journey of transformation. So they have massive compassion to support each person. So I think that's an important piece is I just don't want the coach to know about the process. I want them to have lived the process so that they can relate on a different level when they're working with our, with our students. And so we have a, a team of coaches that have a wide variety of niches they serve and backgrounds that they come from so that we can represent our full audience. I think that's really important because what one coach might be a great fit for one student, that coach may not resonate with a different student. And so it's important not just that you assign a coach, but that you really pay attention to who you're assigning and how you're pairing people up, I think is a big part of it. And then, you know, we weren't able to do this until we could reach the economies of scale because it is not cheap to have a team of coaches and provide that to every student that comes through. But when we discovered that it is a necessary element for the transformation and the results that our people want, and we didn't want it to be an afterthought, we wanted to include it. We really had to look at how can we scale this so we can not just bring in, you know, when we first offered our pilot programs, it was 30 or 40 people that we were running through it. We were intentionally keeping it small because we were still testing it. But now we're doing two, three, 400 people through it. And it's that economies of scale that allows us to continue to offer that and still be profitable. What are the um, kind of the biggest challenges or areas where you see your participants get stuck where the coaching is really impactful? For our audience, because we're working with coaches, they're often newer in the first few years of their business. They're nervous about putting themselves out there, about how do they talk about what they do? How do they find people and generate awareness? And how do they really be vulnerable to put themselves out there and talk about, here's how I help people. Here's my packages or my course. Here's the pricing. And then in having that money conversation. And so that's where we really see them getting stuck is in that early stage of being able to articulate that in a way that they can not feel the villain that we call it as fraudulent Frank or no good Ned or comparison Connie, right? So that is, we address those villains early on so that they can embrace the vulnerability of being an entrepreneur so that they can embrace learning making mistakes. It's part of the learning process, the debrief to do differently so that they can keep improving over time. Did that answer your question, Abe? Yeah. I thought it was funny how you introduced it. I mean, do you literally use those avatars or characters uh, as a teaching technique? Yeah, we do. And so I, I went through years of our programs and client comments, interactions with coaches, uh, refund requests, all this stuff. And I discovered that there were patterns that all these people that were disappearing and disengaging and disconnecting, uh, that they were falling into these different patterns. 
And once I identified those patterns, working with my business partner, Kate, who is known as the queen of fun, she's like, well, we have to give them names. And so we personified them. And once we personified them, this serious stuff that's often heavy on us of perfectionism or the self-judgment that we have uh, when we're putting ourselves out there or starting anything new, uh, when we could personify them, it became silly. And it's like, oh my gosh, fraudulent Frank is creeping up again. Oh my God, there's perfect Portia. She's showing up. And so it made these big blocks lighter, sillier. And then they could blame something externally so that they didn't get so stuck themselves. So we absolutely use those villains. We also have the corresponding superpowers because we don't want people to just get stuck in their villains, but we've got the corresponding superpowers. And we use that in our programs throughout our course. We introduce that. Cool. Any other techniques or strategies you found effective for handling those kind of emotional or mindset challenges that, that come up? The other thing that I do personally, two of my values are transparency, integrity, like those are so important. So transparency, vulnerability, when I can model that as the leader, as the facilitator, it gives this kind of unspoken permission that they can be vulnerable too. And so I find I don't do it inappropriately or I don't get too crazy with it, but when I can shine the light on where maybe I made mistakes or where that villain is creeping up for me right now, they can say, well, gosh, you're farther down the journey than I am and you're still experiencing things. So if you're experiencing things, it's probably okay for me. And so I find that the more I can model that, the more that they embrace it and it's easier for them to overcome where they might experience challenges and they can keep moving forward with their support of their coach and their peers and their colleagues. Melinda, there's something that you do with your course that is both very rare um, and really great, which is you guarantee results, right? Not like a soft, squishy, you know, if you kind of decide you don't like it, then you can get your money back. You actually guarantee this will deliver outcomes. Can you talk about how that policy came to be? Yeah, we, um, it came, well, first of all, let me say this. It came through a lot of trial and research. Uh, to really land in the spot that we're in right now, because we do guarantee results. We guarantee that when you sign up, you'll make your investment or my team will work with you to make sure you do. And in the beginning, it wasn't really a results guarantee. It started out as a refund, a money back refund guarantee, because that's what everybody else was doing in the industry. I was like, oh, so that's what you do. And so we did that and it felt weird, but we did it and it kind of worked, but not really. And you know, one of the topics that I talk a lot about, I talk about it in my book, in our program, at our events, is what I call the results revolution. Like the buyers in today's market are demanding results, not just great information, not just great experience, but also results from their investments. They don't have time to mess around. And so when it came down to it, it's like, well, that's what we believe. It's what we preach. So we have to live according to that as well. And that's when we started guaranteeing results. It's like, look, this is what we believe. And through other colleagues' conversations that you and I have had, uh, just really understanding what do we need to be on the hook to deliver as a team to make sure our students get results. And it reminds me, this is, this is going to sound bad, but I'll say it anyway. I mean it with the best of intentions. 
one of my good friends um, is the world champion in dog agility training. And she and I were having a conversation years ago. And when she's talking to, she also does dog training and stuff like that. And when she's talking to people and working with them and training their dogs, when they bring their dog and they say, you know, the dog isn't doing X, Y, Z. What my friend always says is don't blame the dog, blame the environment. And that really stuck with me. And I was like, okay, let's translate that to our students. If our students aren't getting results, don't blame the student, blame the environment. How does our environment that we're creating, the resources that we provide, the way we provide it, how, like what the team is bringing to the table, making sure that we're doing everything possible to set them up for success so that when the student shows up, they're going to get results. And so that is now why we guarantee results, because we know when you show up and do the work, the transformation will happen. Beautiful. Very cool. Um, that's that's all I've got. Abe, do you have other questions you wanted to bring up? No, this is great. Thanks. Cool. So do you want to do the readout? Melinda Cohen is CEO of The Coaches Console, a software training and coaching company that has helped thousands of coaches create profitable and sustainable businesses. She has worked with thousands of startup coaches and continues to be a titan in our industry. You can find out more about Melinda and her course at coachesconsole.com. That's coachesconsole.com. And you can also check out her new book, The Confident Coach, where good books are sold. Now stick around for my favorite part of the show, where Abe and I will pull out the very best takeaways for you to apply to your course. Alrighty, let's get this debrief going. Uh, Danny, what jumped out for you here? There was a lot to unpack in, in Melinda's very in-depth course. There was a lot, but a lot of the ideas kind of interrelate. So there are a few distinct kind of ingredients on the table, right? One is the fact that Melinda and Kate had a very long track record with their expertise before they even came to online courses. Then they revised and iterated and improved a new versions, et cetera. So just a very long track record of research and development, which we see again and again, the people who build successful online courses, like requirement zero is you've got to know your stuff, right? So we start with that, but we've got that. We've got the second big ingredient, which was the support through the dedicated coach, through the community, which they delivered at first themselves. And then, you know, as they began to scale up, they hired members of their community, which is a really good way of finding that talent that is bought into your ideas and your mission and obviously knows the subject matter. Um, and then the third ingredient that we didn't really touch on is, you know, they also have a software product that supports the implementation of a lot of these ideas. And access to that software is bundled in with the course. And so it's really that combination of really solid in-depth expertise, plus well-thought-out and well-resourced support structures, plus the software. All of that comes together. To use Melinda's language, these are necessary elements for the transformation. And once those were in place, you know, she was in a position to do that very scary thing for a course creator, which is guarantee results. But, you know, as she said people want results. We're moving more and more in a direction where this is something that people are looking for. And if they have that expectation and you're not guaranteeing a result, then you know it's a strike against you. And even if they don't have that expectation, but you are guaranteeing a result, especially on a landscape where most other people aren't, it just speaks to your confidence and credibility. So 
you know, a bunch of like compound factors there, but they come together really powerfully for her target audience, which is, you know, coaches who want to grow their businesses. And you've certainly spoken about both of these aspects, you know, for quite some time now, the importance of having a results orientation and, and the value of, of coaching and helping courses be more impactful. Yet they're still not necessarily that widely adopted. Why do you think that is? I mean, it's a good question. You know, it's, it, part of it is the idea, I think it's the William Gibson quote that, you know, the future is here, it's just not evenly distributed. So, you know, this is where things are going, but that doesn't mean that the whole landscape is caught up at the same time. And some of the biggest courses that you see are from incumbents who've been around for a long time. And the fact that they've been around for a long time and they have the big email lists and the substantial market traction insulates them to some extent from the evolution of expectations, right? You know, if you're big name guru, and I won't name names, but you know, you don't have to really hold yourself to the same standards that a brand new course creator stepping onto the scene does. You know, will they eventually kind of lose credibility and and energy in the market? Sure, right? And so they do have to evolve, but they can do it more slowly than people who are arriving on the scene for the first time. I think that's a big part of it. Interesting. Well, no, and something else that jumped out about Melinda's approach to me was her use of sort of collaboration or complementary perspectives to make the course engaging. So recognizing that like she herself tends to be more like pragmatic or she described it efficiency oriented, um, whereas her, her partner is more playful and, and, you know, brings the fun and inspiration to the course. And so meshing those two perspectives to create something that was, you know, greater than the sum of its parts or, or greater than either of them would have created on their own, right? That if, if Melinda had only done the course herself, it might've been, you know, two nuts and bolts. And if, if Kate had only done it herself, it might've been like too playful to, informal, but bringing those together creates something really valuable. Yeah, like the superheroes and villains avatars as a pedagogical device is a, is a really good example of that. I think there's a really good takeaway there for our listeners, which is, I mean, to a certain extent, you know, Melinda had this unfair advantage in that she was working with a partner who had really synergistic skills. I mean, you know, it's not an unfair advantage because she worked for a very long time to develop that partnership and build a business. But you know, once they got to the point of let's create a course, it's like a really good team coming to the table to build this together. But for everyone who's listening to this, who's thinking, well, great, but it's just me. I don't have this giant team of people. I don't have a business partner. The core insight of recognize your strengths and play to your strengths, but also recognize the areas where you could stand to get some support and input and make sure to get that support and input, whether it is, you know, drafting a colleague or a friend or a collaborator to provide guidance and ideas in very limited areas in certain cases, or whether it means hiring someone, again, for very specific skills and areas of function, you don't necessarily need to go to the full length of you know getting a business partner or hiring someone full-time to work with you. But if you're strategic about knowing where do I need that extra perspective or expertise, it can really take your course a long way. Yeah, or, or join a community, right? It's never been easier to find an online community of like-minded course creators who can offer, you know, feedback, who can offer inspiration, who can help you, you know, get out of your own head. Absolutely. All right, that's all I got. Should I? Uh, no, I'm not doing the readout. You are. Correct. Thank you for listening to Course Lab. I'm Abe Crystal, co-founder and CEO of Rizuku. 
here with Danny Eaney, founder and CEO of Miracy. Course Lab is part of the Miracy FM podcast network, which also includes Just Between Coaches and Making It. This episode of Course Lab was produced by Cynthia Lamb. Jeff Governson assembled the episode. Danny Eaney is our executive producer. Big thanks to Melinda Cohen for taking the time to come onto the show today. Melinda, thank you. You can hear more from Melinda on her very own podcast, Just Between Coaches, or you can check out all her fantastic offerings at coachesconsole.com. To make sure you don't miss the really great episodes coming up on Course Lab, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a start review. It's the best way to help us get these ideas to more people. Thank you, and we'll see you next time. That was fun. Great job, everyone. Well, I hope I answered your questions. I feel like I don't even know what I said, but I, I trust that it's it's good. No, it was solid. Okay, it was good. solid. This is going to be really good. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Wait, what's my cue? It's a behind the scenes kind of thing. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Just Between Coaches, the podcast that tackles difficult coaching conversations head on. I'm Melinda Cohen and your host for this show. I also know that I'm listening when, again, my mind is relaxed. So I can almost sense that I'm listening on multiple levels. That's a great frame. That's a, that's a really great way to think about it. Um, I think so, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, because I think that something that is very dangerous is for people to think that being a great coach comes from having the credentials. One has nothing to do with the other. So again, part of it is just, you know, either through questions or asking what they've tried, or sometimes it's, you know, the forest for the trees thing. My favorite part of having the hard conversation is... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, so while I love what's on the other side, I think navigating through that conversation is my favorite part. Yeah, because we're not there necessarily as coaches to provide solutions. We're there to guide our people towards solutions. And I don't know if it's, you know, societal pressure or peer pressure, but we don't want to look like we don't know what we're doing. I want to help and support coaches so that they can evolve into their greatness. My desire for the show is if I could scoop up all of the coaches and bring them into my living room and bring up the topics that leave crinkles in our forehead so that we can fully understand what it means to show up in our greatness, fully confident so that we can build better businesses, so that we can be better coaches, so that we can make a lasting impact on this world collectively. And we want to rise to that level. That being said, you do want to set yourself up and your clients up for success by making sure that there is clarity around their expectations and your expectations as to how you can help them. People have to know a little bit about what you offer. Otherwise, how do they know that they need what you can help them with in terms of that transformation? And I love having the conversations and navigating the topics that keep us at the forefront in a time with what I call the results revolution. Yeah, well, first of all, I just want to start by saying that this is a really good problem to have, 
right? So if you have someone who's resisting your price, it means they're really interested in working with you. The thing is, sometimes it becomes negative. It becomes toxic. I've been in the coaching industry for almost 20 years now. And over these years, I have seen everything behind the scenes in our industry, everything that works, everything that doesn't work. I've seen the evolution of our industry and of what it means to be a coach. I just want to say to all the coaches out there, you know, matching who you are to the kind of coach that you want to be is just a practice. Do you want to add some parting words? No, I think you did great. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me. This is Melinda Cohen, and you've been listening to Just Between Coaches. You'll find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah, this is absolutely the tone, the feel, the everything. Okay, so I'm going to stop the recording now. Why are you stopping the recording? This is going to be fun. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's a wrap. That is going to be an amazing session.